Hello and welcome everyone to today's episode of On the Shop Floor. I'm Colby Warren and this is Curtis Dixon. We're going to be your hosts today. And for today, we're actually going to talk about PCI compliance and its impact on our retail industry. And to help us do that, we brought in Brittany George, partner of our IT advisory services, to help us. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. <laughs> yeah, glad we finally got you <laughs> I on know, here. I know, it's been a so, couple months we've been trying to do that. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so, Colby's fault there. Colby's yeah, fault. No, I mean, you can always blame me for sure. So maybe we can do just high level first off. What is PCI? Why is it important? Right. So PCI stands for Payment Card Industry, and it's for any organizations, retailers in this case, that store, process, or transmit cardholder data. So it, does it only apply to, to retailers? Uh, no. So it can apply to merchants or service providers. So service providers are payment processors, cloud hosting providers, and, and retailers are kind of what you think about traditional big box stores, anybody that's taking credit cards and, and processing them. Gotcha. And so why, I guess, what's kind of new in the PCI world or why why is this so important? Why are we having this today really to focus on? Right. So PCI was started back in 2004 by the major card brands. And just over the last couple of decades, it has obviously changed and grown as security has has kind of changed um, with, with the times. And so what's happening now is we are moving from version 3.2.1 to version 4.0. So version 4.0 uh, is available now to assess against, but it doesn't actually go into effect until early next year. So there is a, a, a transition time right now that merchants and service providers are going through in order to get ready for for the new version. So it, there's a, some, some fairly significant changes, um, but the baseline security that is in PCI is still there. So with with these changes moving to 4.0, what can companies do to prepare for that? Well, so what I would say, and just like any audit or any assessment that you do, there's got to be some kind of scoping, uh, kind of a come back to the basics, look at what we have, what's in our inventory, um, where are gaps, whether that's people, processes, or technology, and really kind of gear up, understand what those new requirements are, uh, there's some some different methods in which you can perform PCI uh, 4.0 going forward. So trying to figure out if you're going to kind of go the traditional method or go through a, a customized approach. And so it all starts with scoping and kind of understanding who you have and what technology you have and if you need anything additional in order to support it. So is there like a benchmark if we have some of our retail clients out there that are watching this and going, I've never heard of this, and maybe they're growing and hopefully the end game is they're going to be a huge company. What are some benchmarks that they know they're going to end up falling under this requirement of getting uh, compliant? Well, so any anybody that accepts uh, credit cards, processes them, transmit them, or can affect the security of cardholder data must comply with PCI, no matter how big or small you are. Now, the kicker is the smaller you are, the less you have to do. There's, there's the, the burden is a little less. And so, for example, if you're only processing 30,000 card transactions per year, you don't need an assessor necessar necessarily to come in, right? So you can do an internal, what they call a self-assessment questionnaire. Uh, you, so you don't need a QSA, which is what we do for PCI. Um, and so if you are processing millions of transactions, and I'm talking 
you know, six million plus. And of course, it depends on the payment brand. They set the limits here, the levels that you have to adhere to. But if you're processing six million or you that's in your near future, then you are required to get a QSA to come in and do your assessment, your your rock report. And so if you are small now, if there's a small retailer now and your hope, I would think, would be to continue to grow and you may be uh, processing or storing more and more cardholder data, then you need to start looking in the future of what that burden continues to be because it it goes from I'm in, I'm assessing internally and I'm kind of checking the box and doing more design testing versus when you you hit that threshold of you have to do the rock and bring in a QSA an outside QSA like like Weaver uh, it becomes sampling based and you know you're looking at actual data over you know some period of time and so even though the assessment is as and as of date, you're still kind of gathering populations and selecting samples. So the burden continues to rise as you process more. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Need, need to be on top of it regardless, yeah. but depending yeah. on the size, things can change. So in regard to everyone being subject to that, what are the consequences of not doing it? Knowing that I'm a, I'm a tax guy, so if it's a $50 penalty, well, maybe it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But cardholder data, which is extremely important and should be important regardless right. of size, what are the actual penalties that can be associated with it? So the penalties can be rather severe, um, and they can start out as low as $5,000 a month. And those will come from your merchant bank. Typically, the card brands do have penalties they can assess as well. But I was actually just on a call before we came in here. And at the beginning of PCI, when it first started, PCI and, and, and the merchants were contacting retailers, for example, and saying, this is on the horizon, this is on the horizon, and you had some that kind of blew it off or it wasn't on the priority list. Well, in this particular situation that I was just dealing with before this, we're talking about the beginning days of a, a company and how they weren't prepared. And it finally came down to it where penalties were being assessed and they had two choices. They could take 2% of every card transaction as the penalty, and we're talking about you know global companies here. Or they could take a penalty of $100,000 a month. Well, it took them 10 months to get compliant. So you do the math. It can start to add up, even for large companies. That's just that's just an unnecessary penalty that you need to pay. But it can start as low as $5,000 a month is typically what we would see. Is there like a look back? So say some, again, these smaller retailers that are self-reporting right now, uh -huh. and they are doing what they're supposed to be doing but maybe don't give accurate data. Is there a look back at all that can come back and kind of bite them a little bit or? Well, I mean, that goes into probably some professional judgment. If they are doing everything to the letter of, of the requirement and there was an oversight or something, then there's probably some more wiggle room. If they were intentionally not reporting on something as it should have been, then that's a different story. That's where fines and penalties can come in. So beyond fines and penalties coming in, could there be additional consequences of not being PCI compliant? Could it disrupt their ability to grow the business or Operate get the contracts? Business. Or Correct. Yeah. I mean, they, they may lose customers. They may not get customers. And then ultimately, the merchant bank may say, you're not, you cannot do business anymore with us. So it can come to a halt. So don't, don't play around. Is what I'm hearing. Don't play around with PCI. <laughs> no, don't. No. 
And and the requirements are very clear. Uh, there's guidance. There's lots of documentation to, to help you. And then obviously we can come in. We don't have to necessarily do the assessment itself. We can come in from a consulting perspective and just kick the tires, help guide. And so we have that ability to, to try and you know, help our clients that may be struggling or unclear about what the expectation is. Are there any like best practices or maybe not necessarily softwares, but ways for them to be in compliance easier? Yeah, yeah, sure. So like I said, the requirements for PCI are pretty prescriptive. And so it's, do you have this in place? <laughs> yes or no? Um, now, now the one of the changes with version 4.0 is there is a customized approach you can take. So if maybe you are a more mature environment and you do things a little differently than the letter of the law, you have some more wiggle room now to show how you are implementing a requirement, maybe in a more non-traditional way. So so right now it's it can be very cut and dry, like do this this way, but you there's coming at a time where you're going to be able to get a little more creative if you have the technical prowess in your organization to do that. So with this PCI compliance, is there like a public domain of being able to find maybe bad characters out there that maybe are not acting with integrity with this data? Because obviously it's it's very important. It's our personal data and personal information. I mean, I'm, I know in my lifetime I've had random credit card charges. I was just like, well, how in the world did that yeah. get on there? So yeah. is, is there a... A naughty you, list? Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like, naughty list. That's a better way to say it, yeah. <laughs> so um, you, you can tell organizations pretty broadly that are not following the letter of the law. And unfortunately, you see that in the news quite a bit. Um, it's always kind of headline news whenever there's a, a breach of any kind, whether it's with payment card information or personal information. And so, yes, you can you can easily find those those uh, non-compliant 